0: And a warm-hearted good morning. Welcome to the uh, Brunpin Studios on a Friday morning where we tackle contentious issues that affect our Christian world. Our topic for discussion this morning, it all seems so innocent. So the question we're asking is, should a Christian consult horoscopes, fortune cookies, tarot cards, psychics, fortune tellers, mediums or Ouija boards, unlocking the secrets of the future by the occult or supernatural means? Well, the Bible says we find ourselves in the last days and with so-called modern-day media and well-disguised hidden agenda. Humans are slowly desensitized with programs on television, magazines, and especially games on the dangers of these dangerous practices, disguised as innocent pastime or solutions to life's problems. But what does the Bible say about this and other occultic practices openly peddled on the stage of entertainment? Stay tuned as Brunton digs deeper and invited our respondents to answer these and other questions that you might have on the topic of discussion. Don't stray or go away. We'll be back with our respondents right after this. Dr. Sarel van der Merwe to introduce himself. Good morning to you. Welcome. Just in a nutshell, your background, bio and your involvement with the Body of Christ, please.
1: Yes, thank you for this opportunity. I'm uh, a pastor to a church here in Kempton Park called Oasis uh, House of the Father. Um, I'm in ministry for over 45 years and um, except for being just a pastor, um, I'm also a spiritual father to many leaders. I'm a counselor over many years, 40 years plus, and I'm a trainer of counselors uh, in our institute um, that we are training people um, so we come a long way with people and working with their issues and pain and joys. So that, that is a very short summary of who I am. And I've got a beautiful wife and three sons who are with me in ministry with their wives. So that is
0: fun. Lots of experience there. Dr. Harl, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to us this morning in Brompton. Well, it all seems so innocent. Our topic sounds dark and ominous. Uh, is it really that bad? I, I, I saw a well-known Christian leader that says we shouldn't look for a demon behind every bush. What is your take on that?
1: Yeah, maybe there's two demons behind every bush. <laughs> I'm coming a long way with people who have opened themselves for dem- demonic influence. So the Bible is very clear on it, from the Old Testament to the New, that uh, Paul twice says, "Don't open." Uh, don't give the enemy, Satan, a foothold in your life. And uh, so the principle here is that even in Old Testament, when God was warning his people not to get involved with any occultic practices or any people who were worshipping demons, um, God was very clear on it and actually very strict on disciplining his people when they got involved in any kind of occultic practices. So the same applies in the New Testament. And like you said, a lot of our so-called Christians are uneducated and unaware, get involved with occult, with demonic things, and think they can can get away with it. Now, the reality is when you open a door, you will attract a lot of uh, bad stuff coming into your life. The reality is that we are fighting a war according to the Bible, not against flesh and blood, but against evil powers, spirits, demons. Principalities. So it's very clear in the Bible that we are in a spiritual war, and it's very foolish for any person or anyone who calls himself a Christian to open himself for something that's not Jesus, is not Christian, yeah. not Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it's just foolish. You 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 are operating like a fool, thinking you can play with Satan and get away with it.
0: Now, Doctor Sorrell, in our Christian terminology, we use words like. Opening a door. Strangely enough, I've asked one or two Christians, do they read the horoscope and do they believe what they see? And they say, no, I don't believe it. But nevertheless, I still read it. It all seems so innocent. Is that opening a door for, for the occultic?
1: It can. You know, we, we can't say yes. I mean, you can make mistakes and God's grace can protect you sometimes from just uh, your stupidity. But the fact is that if you keep on operating in the realm of the demonic and you think you can get away with it, then you play with fire and somewhere you're going to get And in our experience of more than 40 years working with people, I've cast out many demons out of people who, without knowing or through their family, got involved in occultic things or demonic things. And the sad thing is that, remember, the enemy is always looking out where he can get the open door in the lives of people. And if you are and and your your lack of knowledge is never an excuse for Satan to get in, he will get in to babies, to children. The fathers and mothers, anyway, if you open the door, that's the fact. That's why our people need knowledge. They need training and they need the fullness of Jesus in their lives. They need the fullness of Holy Spirit because when Holy Spirit is in your life and you live in his fullness and being led by the Spirit, you will not play like a fool with the things of the devil.
0: The Bible says uh, with the coming of Jesus, it will be as in the days of Noah. The Bible talks about the last days. Do you think with the occultic so rife everywhere, it's in the games, it's in the horoscopes, it's in the tarot cards, the fortune tellers, the mediums, the Ouija boards, not even to talk about that. Do you think we truly find ourselves in the last days, Dr. Harrell?
1: If we our theology is correct, the last day started from Jesus who came to earth but obvious, the Bible, New Testament, talk about the last after last, you know, signs that we will see in the in the last after last days. Obvious, what we see on the planet at the moment is horrific. It's it's so demonic. There's so many bad stuff happening all over the world, and definitely there's there's a increase of evil. But the good news is there's also increase of Holy Spirit activity. So uh, our focus is not on the fact that because the Bible says the evil will increase, but the Bible is also very clear on the fact that the kingdom of God is coming and increasing. So, God, the Bible says occupy until Jesus comes. So we are here to establish the kingdom of God. So we are doing that. I've casted out thousands of demons out of people and um, prayed for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the, the good news is that if you really give yourself to Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up, man, you are powerful and you are as a great Advance and a great influence for the kingdom of God. If you are a fool playing with the things of the enemy that the Bible clearly forbids us to do, I mean, that's just plain, uh, except for being a fool, it's plain sin. When the Bible says don't do a thing, you do it, it's sin. Uh, some things we get involved with our, through our family that we didn't choose, and our family actually put curses or things on us, that's another topic. But then, you know, if there's more grace in it, if you didn't choose to sin, but your family have put you into a occultic or satanistic ritual or a thing. um, I mean, Jesus wanted to save you out of that, heal you from it, clean you from any demonic influence and fill you with his spirit. So the good news is we are on a winning side. And anyone listening to this, uh, if you have been involved in any kind of demonic activity, good news is Jesus is ready to deliver you, free you. You only need to repent and come back to Him, and if you, uh, uh, if if demons has a hold on your life, really deep hold or occupying your life then there's lots of people who can minister to you and bring freedom in your life to live in the fullness of Jesus.
0: Dr. Harrell, I wanted to ask you, because uh, somebody might say, well, listen, I'm, I'm not into the uh, fortune cookies, the horoscopes, the tarot cards, but in my uh, BC days, I did visit a psychic. I did open myself up uh, to mediums. I did play with a Ouija board. Aren't we preaching to the converted here, those listening okay. this morning? What would you say to somebody like that?
1: I mean, it's like any sin. If you've done something wrong in your life, you repent. And repentance is easy. You say, I'm sorry, and you ask God to forgive you. And uh, if you have still problems after that, it means that, that your repentance was not the full process. You need deeper healing or deliverance. Then you seek that. Uh, sometimes just your repentance of what you've done wrong is was enough. It brings you freedom, and you, you live in the fullness of Jesus. But sometimes we need deeper therapy, deeper ministry, to get out of what we are actually stepped in especially if you've chosen yourself to step in that you know if someone else put you into that if you've been raped or put into a, a curse or something by someone else then then the uh, exit exit out of that is easier because it was not your choice but the moment you choose yourself to to be involved in sin then you need yeah. real repentance and choose to walk out. And if you still feel you're not free, then you seek someone who can pray a prayer of deliverance over you to get out of that.
0: Dr. Harold, we call it, it all seems so innocent. What does the Bible say about these practices? How does God feel about horoscopes, fortune cookies, mediums, Halloween psychics and these things? Is it the occultic practice and what does God say about it?
1: I mean, we just need to read our Bible. It's very clear on our involvement in any kind of occult. And uh, obvious, uh, we don't want to play a religious game in seeing a demon in everything. Um, so there, there's always a kind of a spiritual balance. Uh, the word balance is always dangerous. But um, it's the fact is... Um, that, you know, especially in America, I've studied there, I've been there many times, um, their focus on the spirit of death, because that is what um, uh, Halloween is about uh, celebrating death, the spirit of death, and the, it comes in in everything. I mean, it's so anti-Christ, anti-Bible, anti-God, because Jesus is life, God is life. And when you celebrate death, and especially if you come the way that we come, uh, we minister to many people who've been involved in occult and demonic thing and Satanism, and you see how many people are, you know, filled with demons then you see man it's it's so foolish to play games with this yeah. even ignorance takes you into a place of being bound to these demons they they get a control and influence in your life and your ignorance is not the excuse yeah. so the bible is very clear that we may not uh, ask for information from from demons or spirit of dead people or playing any games you know there's lots of games that you get information from that's demonic in nature uh, many people do it because they don 't know what is the right, and we need to teach them unfortunately some some church movements do not teach their people well enough, and we would love to see that that people are well educated in terms of where i don 't go and and, and and I really want to say this is not about what not to do, what sin not to do, it's about get full to Jesus. If you are filled with Jesus, you will not have a desire for any of this. If you are seeking Holy Spirit every day and be filled, I mean, you will have wisdom to discern what is right and wrong. So then you will stop asking, can I do that or that? Then you are led by the Spirit and the Spirit will show you, stay away from that, do that. And that
0: becomes easy. Let's end on a high note. Last question here. Your final words of warning to listeners, uneducated listeners, and of course somebody who said, I have given in to this. I've been involved with this. Will God forgive me? Is there a way out? Your final words, sir.
1: Yes, it's easy. God always forgives, and He delivers, and He heals. Um, and, and remember again it's not about just getting away from sin it's getting into the arms of Jesus and I really want to emphasize it. It's all about Jesus Christ, uh, being filled with Him, dedicated. You bow to Him, you humble yourself to Him, you give your life to Him, you take up your cross and you follow Him. He becomes everything, your breath, your life. And when Jesus is occupying your whole life, it's easy to withstand the enemy, to withstand any demonic things, and He gives you the wisdom to know what's right and wrong. And He interprets the scriptures for you. Uh, So get full of Jesus. He loves you, his joy, his peace, his deliverance and freedom.
0: Dr. Saral van Ameera, in closing, if people want to contact you, email address, where can they get hold of you?
1: They're well, Welcome, my my name is Saral, and so my email is starting with Saral, S-A-R-E-L, and then at Disciple, and Disciple for Afrikaans people, you spell B-I-S-C-I-P-L-E dot C-O dot Z-A. And you're welcome to write me a letter, I won't necessarily counsel you because I, my focus is on leadership, but I will refer you to people who can help you. But you're welcome to ask me questions, and I will try to answer it if I can. And you're welcome. Uh, we, we are also, I am on, on Facebook, if you want to check me on there, Saro van Merwe, and um, you will see it. It's, I think uh, I use the Dr. Saro van and uh, so and uh, Oasis House of the Fathers also on Facebook, so you're welcome to check us. And so we, we love to minister to people. We love to bring healing and deliverance and freedom uh, and to pray that you will be filled with the fullness of God. So you're welcome.
0: Dr. Harold van der Merwe, thank you so much for uh, chatting to us here at the Brunpunt. God bless you and uh, thank you for sharing that information.
1: You're welcome, by
2: Thank you for the opportunity.
0: If it's good morning to you and welcome. Just in a nutshell, your background, bio, and your involvement with the body of Christ, please.
2: Good morning, Vainant, and to all the listeners. So, yeah, I always say, you know, I've got qualifications in psychology. I've got qualifications in the paramedical field. I've got qualifications in theology. I've got qualifications also in the policing environment where I'm still uh, the only specialized reservist in the country for cult-related crime. I've got a private Christian um, psychology practice in Kempton Park. But all that is just to make people think you know something. My highest title and my highest rank is I'm just one of God's sons. Wonderful. And that I think should sum, sum it up for you.
0: Our topic. Some would say, well, you're looking for a demon behind every cupboard, behind every bush. Is it as bad as we Christians try and make it out to be hiding in plain sight? And it seems all so innocent.
2: Well, they I think that um, we see it right through from Genesis. You know, the serpent was actually not even hiding in plain sight. It was quite prevalent in plain sight. So I do believe that our biggest enemy is not Satan as such or these practices or occultic practices, but our biggest enemies are ignorance, and that brings fear. So ignorance and fear is our biggest enemies. And because people are ignorant, they many times fall into the traps That seems so innocent. It wouldn't have been a trap if it was clearly advertised as a trap. So from my side and from my experience and from my practice and our company that we have, where we work with people that have been trapped in traumatized practices in the occult and so forth. Yes, it's definitely a concern.
0: FH, is it easy to get trapped in the occultic, the, the horoscopes, the fortune cookies, the tarot cards? Can Christians be trapped?
2: Obviously, the word of God says it clearly, and I think we need to understand when God in the word says, Stay away from divination, stay away from witchcraft practices, stay away from all mediums, etc., etc. We need to understand why God says it to his people. And God says it to his people because he loves his people. Whenever God states something, and especially if he states it clearly, it's not because he wants to be spoiled fun. He doesn't want to just punish you when you do something wrong. It's because he loves you and he wants to protect you. And especially in these practices, we need to understand that if we enter into these practices, we are actually violating and thwarting biblical and spiritual principles, biblical and spiritual laws, biblical and spiritual concepts that most people don't even think of.
0: Now, somebody might say to you, all right, I hear what you're saying, FH, you know, tarot cards, psychics, fortune tellers, mediums, Ouija boards. I stay clear from that. But what could be so bad about horoscopes then? Does that apply?
2: Let's look at these principles I've just spoken about. And I've, I've just dotted down four principles. Usually in my mind, that's also the four basic principles. There's obviously others. But when we practice whatever source of divination, and divination obviously meaning the desire to foretell the future or things to come. We, first of all, violate the concept or the principle of obedience and obedience to God alone. Because remember, the highest form of worship and the highest form of worshiping God is obedience. And if God then says, stay away, we know we are already violating A principle of obedience, which means God never takes away his protection over us. He never does that. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, nor let go my holding right hand on you. Assuredly not. But, and here's the but, we can choose by disobeying God, which then equates to sin, and sin means missing your mark, missing your purpose, missing your created purpose that God created you for, sin then takes us out under God's protection. He's not taking away His protection, but we're moving out under His protection because of disobedience, a.k.a. sin. So that's the first principle that we need to understand. We are violating a biblical principle where God says, stay away. That makes us vulnerable for attacks from the spirit world, but also from wrong decisions in the natural. Then secondly, we are also activating our faith principle. So faith meaning seeing the things that are not just as though they are. If I believe in my horoscope, if I start looking, now many people might write said, but Efa, I don't believe in it. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Dear friend, I believe that you don't believe in it. I'm 100% convinced. But you see, there are spiritual laws. If I believe in it or not, if I drive on our roads in South Africa and I skip a stop street, And a traffic officer pulls me off and he says to me, Sir, sorry, I need to write you a ticket because you skipped the stop sheet. I go and say to him, I don't believe that that's a stop sheet. You know what? That doesn't mean stop for me. That means suatrop at petrol. So it doesn't matter what I believe. He's gonna say the law says, and many of our dear children of God and our fellow brothers and sisters and our friends sometimes don't understand the principle. If you believe or do not believe in something, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and it will not still operate. If I stand on the rooftop and I say I don't believe in gravity, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in gravity, mm, and I jump, I might just find out with a big bang, no pun intended, that gravity exists if Mm -hmm. I believe in it or not. So we need to understand those two first principles We are violating the principle and the biblical principle and law of obedience and faith. We're seeing something, and when we start seeing that, we are calling that over our lives, and God honors faith. And whatever I believe, right or wrong— God will allow it because I'm choosing to believe. FH, we've
0: got terminology that we sometimes, even as Christians, struggle to understand. We say, if I've given in to these occultic practices, I open the door. What does that mean? Yes. What are what the consequences of opening the door, and what does it mean to open the door?
2: Well, Vainand I think to just put it in perspective, the opening the door comes from Scripture where the Word of God says, give Satan no hold. And that, that Greek word literally means let him not get his foot in the door. Because if he gets his foot in the door, he will push the door open and he will enter your home. But again, we said there was two principles we already spoke about, but I mentioned four. Yeah. So I think for this specific one, the third principle will answer it for you. And the third principle is the principle of attraction or the principle of luring or attracting. That's why the word of God so many times state that we need to live worthy of. We need to think in line with the word of God. We need to speak in line with the the word of God. Because spirits, good or bad, are lured or attracted via four things. Either one of them or all four. Obviously, if all four are present, the luring or the attracting principle is much stronger. It's like when you go fishing, you have a lure or you have a specific bait on your hook to attract the fish. And they will respond to that specific stimuli or that specific attracting bait. And here are the four things that lures or attracts spirits, good or bad. And if we say good, we refer to the angels of God. If we say bad, we refer to the fallen angels related to Satan or his demonic or spiritual beings that serves him for his means. So first of all, spirits are lured by what they see. That's why we find in the occultic world a lot of symbolism, pentagrams, hexagrams, and so on and so forth a lot of colors and various things. But spirits are also lured by what they hear. That's why we find prayers and chants and rites and words and different uh, mantras that they use. We also find, and this might sound a bit weird, but spirits are also lured by what they smell. That's why in the occultic world, there will be powders, there will be incense that are burned for various reasons, and so on and so forth. And then the fourth one On the attracting side, his spirits are also lured by what they sense. So if they sense fear, they sense disbelief, they sense sin, then or they see sin or they hear sin or they experience in your life, um, observe sin, then they will come closer because they say, as you have said, there is a possibility to get a hold or a open door. So, and we see this also in, in, in 1 Kings 18 with Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Yeah. When the prophets of Baal wanted to contact Baal to get his power, to get his, his, his manifest miracle. Remember, it was where he had to answer with fire. You can go and read it or the, reader, or the listeners can go and read it in 1 Kings 18, around about from verse 22. The first thing they did to get his attention was they called upon him. But then when nothing happened, and that is hearing, when nothing happened, what did they do secondly? And most of the listeners will most probably say, they cut themselves. No, 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 before that. What did they do before that? They started dancing, but that was not normal dancing. It wasn't a soki or a lekker long arm. This was actually a ritualistic dance to honor Baal, the idol Baal. And when that didn't work, so in that dancing, again, is first of all, it was calling, hearing, dancing, was seen, and then cutting. And they didn't just do superficial cuts. The Bible says they cut so deep that the blood spout out. So it means it was quite deep. And why? Because they honored their spirits or they honored Baal or the idols or the demons of that time also by smell, the smell of blood. And that's why we need to be sure that we will attract either by what we do, what we say, where we associate with. We will either attract God's angels to do God's will in our life and guide us in God's perfect plan through his Holy Spirit, or we will attract that which is not from God, which is vitally dangerous, which will give the enemy a hold. And that is what people call giving or opening the door.
0: FH, time is caught up with us. Can you believe we should speak on this topic for a whole day, but time is caught up with us. In closing, if I've overstepped the boundary, if I've been disobedient, if I've given in to these things, will God forgive me? And how, how do I make right with the Lord then?
2: Obviously, the answer is obviously yes. That's why Jesus died for us. The answer to this is turn back your focus that was shift away from the creator to the creation, turn that focus back to the creator. And if you really feel that you are trapped and you are you, you're struggling to get free, then please go and see somebody that can pray with you at your church or wherever you can get a resource. But turn your eyes back to the creator and do not seek knowledge or power from the creation. Let's focus on the King of Kings.
0: In closing, where can our listeners get hold of you? Uh, social media platforms, maybe email address, uh, whatever you see fit. Uh, how can they get hold of you, FH?
2: They are more than welcome to contact me at FH Hafengau. And that's FH and then Hafengau with an I at gmail.com. Or they can contact my offices at 11 Seven three seven six that is zero double one zero two three 7376.
0: Well, that is sincere thanks to our respondent, Efej If Efej, thank you so much. God bless you, and thank you for sharing your heart with us this morning.
2: Thank you, Veina. It's just a pleasure to the kingdom of God.
0: The Telephone number once again, 011-023-7376. If you've missed out on it, get hold of our client service, and they will gladly help you with it. Till next time, keep well, God bless, and Shalom.